Life gets hard when you get down. I'm just trying to figure my shit out. What's going on, guys? My name is Mark Anthony Joe, and this is Coffee with Mark. First of all, welcome. Welcome, 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 welcome. If this is your first time listening to the show, man, thank you. You know, seriously, thank you. It's good to see you. Uh, welcome to the Cool Kids Club. Uh, hopefully you never leave. And uh, and hopefully I'm able to, 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 to add a little bit of value to whatever it is. You know, if it's your workout this morning, if it's your morning drive into work, if it's uh, your, 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 your daily outdoor walk or, or even just your morning cup of coffee. You know, seriously, hopefully I'm able to add some value. Uh, I appreciate you. If you have never... Um, if you've never taken the, 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 the two, three seconds that it takes to, to rate the show, okay, please, especially if you're on Spotify, um, leave a rating. It takes literally two seconds. You just press a number of stars and then, uh, and then hit accept, okay? Um, if you like the show, if you like the show, if you feel like you're a regular podcast listener, please follow the show. Follow the show so you get a notification when a new episode comes out. Usually it'll tell you, hey, a new episode just dropped. Um, that's because I don't, I don't drop episodes consistently. I drop them here and there sporadically, but, um, you know, but you, you definitely want to catch, you definitely want to catch them when they come out. All right. I literally, I record so many podcasts that never get published. So when I publish one, it's because I feel good about it. And if I feel good about it, likely, um, likely there's going to be some substance, some value in it. Um, and then last but not least, if you're, if you're like, Hey Mark, I'm sold, you know, I freaking love you, dude. You're amazing. I appreciate you. Okay, well, make sure you subscribe to the show. Okay, subscribe to the show. There's three different options. Um, the, the easiest and the fastest is to just rate the show. Leave a rating on Spotify. Love you guys for that. appreciate you so much. My, um, just to spare you the whole story, long story short, I had to, like, I had to republish the show to Spotify. Um, you know, I, I originally published it to Spotify, and then at one point, like, there was a technical problem, so I had to republish the show to Spotify. So all of our previous ratings, um, all of our previous subscribers, all that stuff, they're still on the old show, which is technically the same show. Um, it's just a duplicate on Spotify. But moving forward, all of these episodes, like, if you're listening to this episode, you're listening on the republished Coffee with Mark show on Spotify because these won't publish to the old one. Um, and so anyway, on this new republished one, uh, I lost all my ratings. I lost all my subscribers. So just make sure that you guys take two seconds to, uh, to go rate the show, follow, and then uh, and subscribe if you like it. Now, for those of you that are returning, you've been here, you've been around for a little while, maybe you've been around since day one, um, just know that I really appreciate you guys. Seriously, I'm not going to linger on it too long. Uh, this morning, Grace makes fun of me because every single show I say, and I said, man, I got, I got to tell him I love him. Seriously, I got it. And I always joke, but I'm not joking. Okay. Someday when Grace and I, you know, are, are, are bored or I don't know, are just in, right, rolling in the big, big bucks, I guess. Um, we're going to throw like a, a coffee with Mark listener appreciation event. We're going to do something special for those of you that, uh, you know, that just, you know, that join at different parts of the journey, but that help us along the way. You know, it's something that I feel like um, I'm already looking forward to, even though it's probably a far way off, um, just because, I, you know, I really, I mean, just saying thank you just doesn't feel like enough. You know, I really appreciate it. It means the world to me. I don't, I don't benefit from making the show whatsoever. It doesn't make me any money. Um, you know, honestly, all I get out of it is just a sense of fulfillment, but I do it because I feel really, 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 really passionate about 
uh, what I'm here to do. You know, I feel extremely grateful and fortunate to have learned some of the lessons that I've learned over the years, to have gained some of the perspective that I've gained and to had some of the experiences that I've had. And, you know, I wouldn't wish them on, on my worst enemy, but you know what? Um, you know, I said this on a, on the one shot podcast, um, that actually that episode just came out on August 1st. If you haven't listened to that episode, you have to listen to it. Okay. It's called the one shot podcast. Um, I believe that the episode with me was called quit lying to yourself. It came out on August 1st. If you haven't listened to that, listen to it. But, um, anyway, it was with, uh, Super Bowl, uh, ex-Super Bowl uh, champion, three-time Super Bowl winner, uh, Darren Woodson, and a couple of his buddies, Tyler and Ben. And, um, you know, I told those guys on that episode, I said, I truly and genuinely believe that the most valuable things that I have to offer humanity as an individual are the lessons that I've learned and the perspective that I've gained. Those are the things that have been the most powerful drivers of change and happiness and growth and, you know, and development for me as an individual is the, is the things that I've picked up along the way. And so, um, you know, I wanted to find a way, an outlet, you know, a place where I could give those things away, where I could share those things with as many people as possible, because the truth is I feel unworthy of them. You know, I feel that's just the truth, you know, not to be negative, but like, man, you know, coming up, man, I made some reckless decisions. Like I, I, I literally took my life for granted for a number of years. And, um, and you know, I, I made some decisions right alongside some guys that are, that are just not here anymore. You know, my, my older brother died when he was 16. I've lost best friends. I've lost, I've lost fringe friends. I've, um, you know, I've, 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 man, I, I, some guys that I love, like that I love will literally never see freedom again. You know, they'll spend the rest of their life in prison. And, and like I said, you know, they're, they're, I was right alongside a lot of those guys. I've made a lot of the same decisions as those guys. So, so I wonder every day, man, man, you know, how, how did I make it? You know, how did I make it? How come, how come Travis died and I didn't, you know, how come Jared died and I didn't, how come, you know, how come so-and-so is still in prison and, and man, I got a second chance. And, and, and although I may never have the answer to those questions, um, it really doesn't matter. You know, the impact that it has on me, just even wondering those things every day is it leaves me feeling like I owe, you know, it leaves me feeling like I'm living on borrowed time. Like this isn't my opportunity. This is a gift. It's a gift. And, um, and so I, I walk around every single day with that looming sense of indebtedness. And, and this show, this show is a part of how I want to, I want to just, you know, return that value. You know, because I, I, I think about it and I think, man, you know, I just feel like I owe and I don't know who I owe. I don't know if I owe it to God, if I owe it to myself, if I owe it to you guys, if I owe it to my parents, um, you know, but I'm just going to give, 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 give. And hopefully by the time I leave this place, you know, I've, uh, I've broke even, right? I've, I've, I've paid my debt. But um, so Grace and I, we, we were having a really, really, really good conversation um, last week sometime. And it was extremely thought-provoking. We even brought it up on a podcast episode. I ended up deleting that episode. So if you're one of those people that, like, you listen to every episode in the first six hours that it comes out, well, then you may have already heard it. Um, but I ended up deleting the episode because I, I feel like one of the topics that we, that we started talking about in the episode about 40 minutes in is a topic that is just so extremely valuable and productive to talk about. It, it deserved 
its own episode. It really does. It deserves its own episode. It quite, it quite literally might be one of the most thought-provoking, valuable, and impactful topics that I've that I've brought to the show yet. Like this this show, this episode, you know, it might be the one that just puts you on your ass and makes you sit and think and say, and look at life and 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 happiness in a completely different way. Um, so hope, hopefully it does. But I wanted to re-record that conversation and really just talk through the whole thought process uh, myself with you guys because I think um, I think that the way that things are presented makes a big a big big difference in people's uh, receptiveness to thoughts and ideas and um, and I just didn't do a great job the first time. So we are going to talk a little bit about happiness. That's what I want to talk about today. And you know, obviously. Obviously, I talk about there's a few like really, really common themes with uh, the podcast uh, that I do with my Instagram posts, like a lot of my personal mission and my personal brand revolves around similar thoughts and ideas. You know, one of the things I ask Grace, Grace, what are the things that I talk about all the time? Just to just to test this theory. Right. Because I feel like I, I wanted to I wanted to feel confident that you guys would know, too. Right. So. Um, I asked Grace, and she's like, oh, don't waste any days, and try to be the best version of yourself, and I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> We're on the same page. Um, but I talk a lot about living with a sense of urgency, about living rather than just existing. Um, you know, I talk a lot about really relentlessly pursuing the absolute best version of you, um, and... You know, and I, I also talk a lot about the value and the importance of living a life of passion, you know, and purpose, and how those things really are among the most important things to to focus on in life. Like I, I can't think of I can't think of anything that would take a priority for me um, over living a life of passion and pur purpose. You know, over. Um, building my life around something that I truly love doing that, that provides a sense of fulfillment, that, that enables me to wake up every single day excited, excited about what I get to do today. You know, like there, there is nothing. I'm talking there's no amount of money in the world that, that I would trade for that feeling, you know, for that, that experience of getting to wake up every single day with a forward-focused optimistic attitude, excited about what I get to do, and then, and then getting the lay down at the end of every day, knowing, knowing that I contributed today, knowing that I, that I provided value today, knowing that, that, you know what, I did my part today to leave the world better than I found it, better than it was when I, when I showed up. And, um, and I think that that's a hard, it's a, it's a struggle for people, because I think in our society, we do talk a lot about passion, we do talk a lot about finding your, your why and your purpose and things like that, but we're also a very, very, very money-focused society. You know, and I think that most people get torn. At some point, there, there comes that crossroads where you, choose, where you choose the money right now or you choose your passion right now. And I think that because, and I'm saying right now on purpose, because, because truly, I, I, I truly believe that if you really commit and you make passion, living a life of passion and purpose the top priority, um, no matter what, I truly believe that those people find wealth. Those people find success. They find happiness. 
Um, but a lot of times, early on in the journey, there's an opportunity for you to make more money doing something that you're not quite as passionate about and then starting with, you know, starting from the bottom in whatever field it is that your passion and your purpose revolves in. So, and a lot of people, most people, a lot of people that I've seen will take the money early and they don't even realize at the time that long term they probably would have been much happier and more successful financially had they stayed true to what they feel like their passion and their purpose is. Um, but anyway, because I talk so much about those things, I have a lot of conversations with people on the back end about exactly that. You know, like people will reach out to me and a lot of times it's, it's them expressing to me that they're, that they're either depressed or they're just unhappy or unsatisfied, maybe feeling unfulfilled in their life. And they just, they just don't know how to get to that point you know where, where where they're happy and they're excited and they and they have that sense of urgency and they're making the money that they want they're just they're just having a hard time seeing how to get from where they're at to where they want to be and there there is a clear you know unhappiness that's present and and that's typically why we're talking and a lot of times I'll hear things like man I'm just I'm in this job that I just feel stuck in you know or man I'm in this relationship that's sort of like the fire has has gone out, you know, it's just, uh, it's just not what it used to be or whatever. I'm stuck in school and I got two more years and, 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 and there's a million different scenarios that a lot of time a company, you know, they're, they're, mm, they're pleas, I guess, if you will, I don't want to call them complaints, but there's, there's, there's a million different scenarios that they could be in and they, and they lead with that, man, I, you know, I've just, I got this job, it pays well, you know, but the schedule sucks and I just I just don't love it. I'm not happy. Okay. And so because a lot of times it's framed that way, I started to think, man, a lot I think these people I think these people are attributing to some extent their unhappiness to their circumstances. I think these people are looking around and saying because of this job that I feel stuck in, I'm unhappy because of this relationship that I feel stuck in. I'm unhappy because I'm stuck in school for another two years and I really want to start my entrepreneurial journey. I really want to start my career, or my job or living my life or traveling or starting a family because of my circumstances, because of, of this, I'm unhappy. All right. And, and that's the first thing that really stood out to me. And I started thinking and thinking and thinking. I said, wait a minute, that's not right. That's not right. It's not because you're stuck in the job that you that you hate and you, you, you really don't enjoy. OK, it's not because of the relationship. It's not because you're stuck in school. It's not because of your circumstances that you're unhappy. That's it's impossible. And you know how I know it's impossible? Because, guys, I. I've said this before, maybe once before, but the happiest that I ever was, the happiest that I ever was, the best I've ever felt mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, the best I ever felt was when I was in prison. It was when I was in prison. Okay, and I share that with you only to demonstrate that because I've, because I've seen it, you know, because that is true, I know for a fact 
that it's not your circumstances that dictate your happiness. I know for a fact that your circumstances, in fact, cannot keep you from being happy. They can't, they can't, they can't keep you from being happy, but it, it does take work, right? It's not just like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. But the happiest I ever was was when I was in prison. And, and, and so I know for sure when those people reach out to me and they say, man, Mark, you know, I'm just, I'm stuck in this job, man. It just, I, I don't know what to do, but I just, I, I feel like I'm so miserable. Okay. I'm stuck in this relationship and man, I just, I feel stuck and I'm just, man, I'm so unhappy. Okay. All right. Well, I know when I hear that from you, that it's more, it's more than the circumstances. In fact, I would argue that the circumstances are playing a very, very, very small role, but it's what you see, and so it's natural to think that way, all right? So there's a few really, really, really commonly held perspectives that I'm gonna challenge in this episode, okay? And one of them is that your circumstances dictates or influences your happiness, all right? Um, and, and the second one, though, and this is the one that's really, really, really thought-provoking. You know, I, after a number of these conversations with people, a lot of times I, I feel like I can perceive or I can sense like a, an air of like indignance in, in their attitude or the, the way that they're, they're talking about their current predicament, right? It's almost like a, it's not fair, or like, man, I'm special, or I'm different somehow, or poor me. And it's not, it's not a, not necessarily like a victim mentality, but it's just a, a it, it's a genuine belief that they're the exception rather than the rule. It's a genuine belief on, on their behalf that their feelings of, of depression, of unhappiness, of dissatisfaction, and you know just unfulfillment, a lack of fulfillment, it's a genuine belief on their behalf that they are the exception rather than the rule, that somehow they drew the short stick or the short straw in life and they wound up unhappy and everybody else is happy, right? That's almost what it feels like when I'm talking to these people. And it occurred to me that like, man, do, do these people think that like happiness is the default? I think they do. I think that most people unconsciously, because it's, it's something that most people have never actually sit and ruminated about. If you've never sat and actually thought about it, I bet, I bet that your mental approach to this topic is you, you in a way, unconsciously again, I bet you assume that happy is the default. And that in the absence, in the absence of any circumstantial you know, events, in the absence of any um, arguments or any attempts on anybody else to ruin your day or ruin your happiness in the, in the absence of any intentional or unintentional effort towards becoming unhappy that you're just going to default to happiness. You know, and so if you look around at your life and you say, man, well, I haven't done anything to become unhappy. You know, I'm not, I'm not fighting or whatever. Okay, I bet people assume that they should just be happy, you know, and and I've had a number of conversations with people um, just recently. Even when, even the few people that listened to the the podcast when we originally talked to this before I deleted it, I had a number of people say, "Man, I don't know. I would uh, I would argue that happy is the default. I would like to think that human beings, by default, 
are happy in that and that because of X, Y, and Z, because of this, this, and this, they eventually, you know, um, they become unhappy. All right. Well, I think there's some validity to that approach of, you know, to the topic. But in truth, I really feel like when you take into account the influences that um, that our culture, like our culture is full of these things, these variables that can influence our state of mind, um, our mental and emotional health. Things like social media, mainstream media, uh, playing the comparison game with people in our lives, um, you know, even like music, television, okay? Those things all, they do, they, they, they have an impact or an influence over the way that we think and consequently the way that we feel on a day-to-day -to -day basis. And so if you live in America, all right, just because of the, um, the many, 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 many uh, stimulus that you're exposed to on a daily basis living in America, I would say that when you take that into account, um, it, it sort of changes things to where ha happy is no longer the default. You know, happy is not the default. I would argue that if you look around, okay, look around, seriously. How many people do you know that they just radiate happiness? How many people can you think of right now that are truly and genuinely like that, that, that excited and enthusiastic, that radiating, that powerful, happy, you know, the, the, the kind of people that walk into a room and, 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 and brighten it no matter what, the kind of people that, that, that just, they're infectious, they're contagious, like they can't go anywhere without making people smile. How many people do you know right now, you know, that possess that sort of childish and innocent happiness that I'm talking about, right? I was trying to think. I was trying to think myself. I know quite a few people. I've got less than five people, definitively, less than five people that I can think of that are just, that just possess that level of happiness that I think that most of us are striving to attain. All right, seriously. The kind of people, like you can't take them off their square. You can't, you can't ruin their day. They're secure. They're grounded in happiness and positive energy. How many people do you know? Seriously. I would bet that most of you right now, 99 out of 100, all right, you guys got less than five too. So, so if it's less than five people out of all of the people that you've ever met that you know, I would argue that happy is the exception. It's not the rule. Happy is the exception. It's not the rule. Most people are unhappy. And I think that it's by default. I think that it's by default. I think that it's because, in truth, in the absence of any intentional effort to earn and then maintain your happiness, you are going to default to being unhappy due to the various influences um, that sort of our, our culture and society have on us on a daily basis, right? Um, and it was, a, it was the first time in my life that I actually sat and, and realized that maybe this is at the root of why most people who are unhappy stay unhappy. It's because when you operate in the mindset 
that happy is the default, that you should just by default be happy unless there's something that happens that ruins your happiness, okay? When you assume that that is the case, well then you don't actually do anything to try to create or earn your happiness, all right? And in the absence of any intentional effort to earn or maintain your happiness on a daily basis, you are actually going to default to unhappiness. Like, holy shit. Holy shit. What if, what if unconsciously for your whole life, you've been operating as if, or you've been approaching the task of, of, of bringing happiness into your life, of becoming one of those people, one of those rare, but man, but powerful people that just possess happiness, genuine happiness. What if, what if you've been thinking about it wrong your whole life unconsciously? If you've always assumed that you were just going to be happy one day, and so you haven't actually started to ask yourself, man, what are the things that I need to do on a daily basis in order to earn that, that kind of happiness, in order to, 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 to maintain that kind of happiness? How do I become one of those people that, that makes an impact on every single person that I interact with throughout the day, regardless of the extent of the interaction? How do I become one of those people that that you meet them one time and you remember them forever just because of the energy that they show up with. How do you become, how do, how do we do that? And it brought me back to um, the time in my life when I, was, when I was happier than I've ever been. You know, the time in my life that I mentioned before, okay, it's, it's crazy to think that the happiest that I ever was in my entire life was when I was in prison, but you know what? It makes perfect sense because at the time, because at the time I had, I had rituals and I had routines and I had habits that I did undeviatingly every single day. Um, and I can see now that it was those things, it was the work, it was the rituals, it was the routines, it was the habits that not only helped me earn that level of happiness and clarity and contentment and fulfillment, um, Regardless, right, irrespective of my circumstances at the time, which, which, which were extreme as well, right? In the midst of an extremely negative environment, I was able to find blissful happiness, okay? But it was, it was the rituals. It was the routines. It was the habit. And so I wanted to, to bring it in and kind of walk through that. So at the time, um, and, and, and everybody's, everybody's approach to this is going to be different. Okay, but Grace and I were talking and she actually added an extremely, extremely valuable perspective to this conversation and to the process um, by suggesting that step one, step one to actually becoming happy, to earning your happiness and to becoming one of those people that is extremely rare in society. But step one is actually not adding anything because, because I was going to come into this conversation and just talk about those rituals, habits, and routines that I implemented back then that helped me earn and maintain my happiness. But, but she's right. Step one isn't adding anything. Grace's suggestion was that step one to, to actually becoming one of those people is subtracting. 
okay? It's taking stock, taking inventory of your life the way that it is right now, taking inventory of your current habits, rituals, and routines, taking inventory of how you spend your time, taking inventory of who you surround your, yourself with, and, and, and having an honest conversation with yourself about, about what of those things is moving you closer um, to happiness on a daily basis, and what of those things is keeping you away from becoming happy, a happier person, right? So, uh, for example, when uh, back then, right, even when I was in prison, that was the first step for me. And so what I did was I looked around and I realized that, uh, let's see, uh, me, uh, movies, music, television, magazines, fiction novels, all of those things, all of those things were the things, those were the quote unquote, the, the, the media um, that I was consuming back then because obviously I didn't have a cell phone, I was in prison, I didn't have social media. But still, even watching TV just you know, endlessly, mindlessly, watching movies, listening to music, reading fiction books, right? Uh, reading magazines, those things, they immersed me in pop culture. And because they immersed me in pop culture, right, they had an influence over the way that I thought, over the way that I operated on a daily basis. And you know, I read this really, really, really um, interesting concept about how um, how things can sort of um, affect your your mental state of being, your emotional state of being, like how how things like TV and you know your phone and social media, etc. Um, and and it really was convincing. I'm not going to go into it here. It was so convincing that it inspired me to completely cut cut those things out, right? Like a lot of you have heard me talk about the fact that I don't even I don't even own a TV. The reason why I don't own a TV is because of that theory um, that I read about like almost eight years ago now. And, uh, and I'm so, I'm, I am so protective over, um, like over my mind. Like I'm so protective about the things that I put into my mind because I know that not only does it affect the thoughts that come out of my mind, um, but it also just affects my mood and the way that I feel and my emotions and, and, and everything. The way that I interact with people, it, it, it affects the way I behave, the way I think, and the way I feel. Okay, and, um, and a lot of people think that it's extreme, you know, and, and whatever. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. But I have also come to realize that most people grossly underestimate the extent to which we are, uh, we, we can be manipulated and influenced by, by people and by things. Um, like seriously, mostly, most, if you dig into psychology, if you're familiar with psychology at all, then, then you'll know, right? You'll know what I'm talking about, but human beings are much, 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 much more easily influenced and manipulated than they care to believe that they are. And, and I am aware of the extent to which we are influenced and manipulated. And so because of that, I try to just protect myself by limiting the amount of things, the amount of things that, that have influence over me, the TV being one of them. Right? That's why I don't I don't consume TikToks. I don't like to sit on Instagram and just consume social media content. 
I don't like to listen to music all day. In fact, most days I literally drive in my car in silence. I don't want anything to disrupt the free flowing the free flowing stream of thoughts and ideas that I'm having on a daily basis. And when you allow your attention to be diverted and your attention to be directed towards what, whether it's you know music that you're playing in the car or a, a television show that you're watching or, or what you're watching on social media, when you allow for your attention to be directed at those things, it essentially completely disrupts your free flowing stream of thoughts and it now redirects that stream in the direction that you're directing it, right? So, um, so anyway, like back then, step one for me, because I, I just, <laughs> I said I wasn't gonna go into the theory, all right? But the theory was that like whenever you allow your attention to be directed toward something outside of you, okay, um, if your if your thoughts are are flowing and and you think of them like a stream. Flowing free, uh, f flowing freely across your mind throughout the day. Well, when you pick up your phone, let's say, and you start scrolling through social media, it's like putting a stick in the stream and redirecting the the stream of thoughts, and it's now going in a different direction. That was it, and it's completely dictated by what you allow your attention to rest on. Um, and that, it just was really, really thought-provoking for me. It was powerful. So man, I'm like, man, I wanna tap into my, my creative energy. I want to um, tap into my mental capacity and potential. And there's no way that I'm gonna do that if I allow for my thoughts to be directed by, by external stimuli all day, every day, right? So how can I limit the external stimuli that are directing my thoughts in a in just back to the same things that they've already that it, that you know that I've already explored countless other times before, right? Um, and so anyway, the first step to me becoming the happiest that I ever was it was actually subtraction. I looked around, I took stock, took inventory of my life, and I said, hmm, what of these things even have the potential to disrupt my happiness? Okay, what of these things? And one of the things that I truly believe is that when you don't treat yourself good, you don't feel good. And when you don't feel good, you don't treat yourself good. And it creates this vicious cycle. And so one of the things that I did at first was I started making some changes to um, the way that I eat and my like daily exercise routine. I wanted to feel good, so I wanted to, so I treat myself good. And when you treat yourself good, you feel a little bit better afterwards. Anybody that's ever done a workout um, you, you've experienced that post-workout endorphins, you know, you, you've experienced uh, what it feels like to not want to do the workout, but to show up anyway and do it, and then how good you feel after you're done, right? Or, or anybody that's ever started their day off with a really healthy meal, or maybe like some greens or a smoothie or something, okay? When you start your day off with a healthy nutritional decision, it makes it easier to actually, and there's science behind this, it actually influences the way that you eat throughout the rest of the day. And you're more likely to eat a healthier, you know, whole food-based diet throughout the day when you start the day with a meal that you perceive to be a healthy, a healthy meal, right? So, um, so part of it was eliminating some of the junk from my diet. Um, part of it was um, implementing some regular exercise. Um, part of it was subtracting the the psychological influences, um, so like subtracting TV, 
Um, I stopped listening to music. I stopped reading fiction novels. Um, and I really only exclusively put things into my brain that were, um, that were thought provoking, that were productive to read. Uh, a lot of it was psychology, philosophy, um, theological literature. Um, you know, I read a lot of um, the holy books, for example. But those are all things that inspire and, and redirect. They're, yes, they put a stick in your stream too, but they direct my thoughts in a direction that I want them to go. Okay, that's the difference. That's the difference. And there's countless examples of things that are going to put a stick in your stream and direct your thoughts where you want them to go. And those are the things that we can keep. But the things that put a stick in your stream every single day um, and direct your, your thoughts down a black hole of mindlessness and uselessness, okay, those are the things that maybe we ought to think about replacing. All right? So step one to actually becoming happier than you've ever been but 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 specifically to achieving that like that that childish that innocent blissful radiating contagious and infectious happiness that I was talking about step 1 is subtraction okay look around take inventory of your life take inventory of your habits take inventory of the people you surround yourself with and 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 be willing be willing to make your happiness a priority above all and, and make some hard decisions. You know, make some hard, some, some hard decisions. Give yourself a chance because I promise you, you know, obtaining or achieving or earning that level of happiness that I keep talking about um, in the midst or in, in the sort of just in the grasp of some negative influences on your mental state of being, it's gonna be very difficult, if not impossible, okay? And then step two, once you've effectively stripped your, your life of the things that are keeping you in an unhappy, unfulfilled, unsatisfied mindset, step two is, is thinking about addition, right? What, what can we implement? What, ha what replacement habits can we implement into your life to replace the habit of, let's say, watching TV? or replace all of uh, the habit of scrolling on social media for an hour a day, or um, even like your friends, okay? If you previously spent a lot of time with a friend that maybe you just, every time you hang out with them, all you do is sit around drinking, or every time you hang out with them, all you do is sit around smoking weed or playing video games or whatever. What can you do to replace um, those habits, routines, and rituals, right? All of the time that you spend doing those things and with those people. And so for me, there was a few things that I implemented that, that I think, you know, I, I know now just in retrospect that unequivocally contributed not only to me initially uh, earning that, that blissful happiness that I keep talking about, um, but they were quite literally um, it, it required maintenance. And this is, dude, this is why I, 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 I feel certain. Like, I feel certain that this is where we're going wrong is in, in the way that we think about bringing happiness into our life is that we assume that happy is the default. You know, you know why I, I, feel so, I feel so certain? Because once I achieved that happiness, okay, and then I stayed in the rituals and the routines. I, I stayed committed to the things that I took out of my life, right? Hence the fact that I still don't have a TV in my house eight years later um, or, you know, seven years later. 
But I, I stayed committed to the changes that I made when I went through the subtraction phase. But then also, um, for as long as I stayed committed to the things that I implemented when I went through the addition phase, which I'm going to get into now, I maintained that level of happiness and contentment and fulfillment and satisfaction and excitement and encouragement and enthusiasm. I maintained those things. But as soon as I stopped keeping up with the habits, the rituals and routines, I slowly but surely started regressing back to where I started, okay? Back to a level of neutrality. Like, that's, that's the reality. I would say, really, we probably, neutrality is probably the default, but again, when you take into account the influence that our society and our culture can have over your mental health and state of being on a day-to-day -day basis, it, it, it creates a scenario where unhappiness, dissatisfaction, and a lack of fulfillment is really the default because of, because of the influence that, again, that media, society, and other people can have over the way that we think and feel on a daily basis. And so when I went through the addition phase, the first thing that I added to my daily routine, um, and it's something that I I'm telling you, it's probably the most powerful of all of them, is I started practicing gratitude, okay? And, and, and I know that all of you, all of you, I, 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 not a single one of you this conversation is new to, like not at least this piece of it. We've all heard about the value of and, and, and the benefit of practicing gratitude on a daily basis. But what I would, I, I think that most people do it wrong, all right? Like, and yes, there is a right and wrong way to do it. I think that most people do it wrong. And so they never, one, give themselves enough time to see the value of it. And two, maybe they're just not doing it effectively. They're not doing it sincerely. They're not doing it in a heartfelt way. And, it, and so, and because, because they're not, it just doesn't have the effect that it's supposed to have, okay? But I'm telling you right now that when you start practicing gratitude in a sincere and heartfelt manner, all right, let me tell you what it looked like for me. What it, the first thing, the first thought that would cross my mind when I opened my eyes in the morning was thank you. Thank you. Fuck, man. Thank you. I woke up. Thank you. Man, this roof is still over my head. Thank you, man. I'm, thank you for this bed that I'm sleeping in. Thank you for the clothes that I have to wear. Thank you for the facilities I have to use. Thank you for the food that I'm going to eat this morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you that my eyes and my ears work. Thank you that I'm healthy and I'm functional. Thank you for keeping me safe and out of trouble for yet another day. Thank you. I would literally, every single morning, the first thought that would cross my mind when I opened my eyes was thank you. And I would roll off of my bed. Mind you, I was still in prison. I would roll off of my little cot onto my knees, directly onto my knees. And I'd put my forehead on the floor and I'd close my eyes and I would say with every ounce of its sincerity and intent that I could, my, my, my prayers of gratitude, you know? And it would take me two, three, four minutes. Um, and then I would open my eyes, I would get up, I would go to the bathroom, I'd, I'd uh, you know, sort of just brush my teeth, wash my face, you know, get ready for the day. And then I would come back. And you know what I would do? I would journal, okay? I'd spend about 30 minutes every single morning. This is number two that I added to my routine that contributed to my, my attainment of happiness and my maintenance of happiness on a daily basis. So step two or was I would, I would journal. Um, and I'd spend about 30 minutes 
writing. I, I committed to, I wanted to fill up a page. I'm going to at least fill up one page of just writing, writing about anything, anything. I'd write about my dreams. I'd write about my goals. I'd write about my past. I'd write about my future. I'd write, I'd write about the day before and just reflect. Oh man, yesterday was a good day. I would literally just write, write anything that comes to your mind. Um, because that's the, that's the thing I talk about journaling. I've, I've talked about journaling a lot over the years and I get a lot of people saying, man, I've heard that journaling is so good for you. I just don't know what to write about. You could write about anything. Like literally just start by writing about anything. And um, and I think that in retrospect now, I realize that taking that 30 minutes a day to have a sincere and honest conversation with yourself about on a day-to-day basis about how you're showing up, about whether or not you're showing up as the person you want to show up as, about some of the things that maybe you've held on to your whole life and buried down. Like one day in my journal, I literally stayed up until, you know, two o'clock in the morning writing a letter to my big brother um, as if it was like, like as if I would get one more conversation with him. Like if I had one, if I had an opportunity to have one more conversation with him, what would I say? And I, and, I, and I wrote in my journal. I wrote that letter in my journal. And I stayed up crying like a baby. I mean, like ugly crying. But you know what? That was something that I needed to work through. That was one of my demons. That was one of my skeletons. That was, that was one of the things that was at the root of why, you know, why I was showing up in my life the way that I was, you know, at the time. Okay? And, and, and it was the most therapeutic. It was the most therapeutic thing I've ever done. Seriously. I mean, that, 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 that trauma was haunting me. It had taken me prisoner for years, and it was journaling that got me through it. It was journaling that got me through it, okay? You can't, you can't find happiness unless you work through those things that have been holding you prisoner, right? That have been holding you hostage. All of us have it. You guys hear my story, and you hear about... You know, my brother dying, you hear about the prison, you hear about foster care growing up, you hear about, you know, my mom giving me away when I was 11. You hear about those things, and a lot of you, I think, on, you know, instinctively and impulsively, you, you play the comparison game with yourself, and you say, man, well, I ain't never been through stuff like that, so like, you know, whatever. No, 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 no. One of the things that I realized a long time ago is that trauma and, you know, pain and, you know, those things are just relative. They're relative to the person. All of you have your own things that you've buried, you know, that you have been clinging on to and you, you haven't really faced or addressed or worked through. And because of that, they're holding you hostage. They're holding you hostage. And you won't, you won't be able to find the same level of happiness that I was able to find until and unless you work through those things. And you could do it however you want. Like Grace is a, Grace is a big proponent of therapy. I'm not. I like journaling and working through it on my own, um, but however you want. But anyway, the second thing that I added um, outside of daily gratitude was journaling, daily journaling, okay? And think about it in, in terms of your gratitude practice is more of you um, developing, nurturing and developing a relationship with either, depends on, on your belief system, but with either God or with the universe, or whatever you believe are the organizational powers that be in the universe that, that make the stars align in one direction or another for or against you, okay? It's you developing and nurturing a relationship with God, okay? That's, that's, that's the gratitude piece of it. 
the, the journaling is you developing and nurturing your relationship with yourself, okay? Both of those are extremely powerful. Um, in addition to that, um, at the time, uh, it's worth noting that I didn't eat anything um, that, I didn't eat hardly anything that my body, that I didn't truly believe like was like my body wanted it. My body needed it, okay? Like my diet was very clean. I was very consistent. I drank water all day. Um, and then last but not least, I exercised on a regular basis, okay? Exercise is, exercise I believe is one of the most underrated and most powerful tools for improving and maintaining your mental health on a daily basis. It's so underrated for that, okay? Like, and I'm talking any form of exercise. It could be a daily 45-minute walk, or it could be uh, yoga, which is what I was doing at the time, at the time I was doing yoga, all right? So, so step one to really becoming happiness, well, well, well step one to really achieving happiness um, is first subtraction, you know, first it's, it's subtraction. It's looking around, taking stock, taking inventory. You know, what things do I do on a daily basis? What, um, you know, what habits, rituals, routines are, are contributing to this, this feeling of unhappiness, of dissatisfaction, of a lack of fulfillment in my life, okay? Eliminating those things. And then step two is addition, Okay, what habits, rituals, routines can I implement into my life that on a daily basis are going to keep me grounded, um, that are going to uh, that are going to root my my mentality, my mindset in gratitude um, and that are going to contribute to my personal growth and development on a daily basis. Right. What what habits, rituals, routines can I implement to do those things? And I think that above all. Right, walking away from this episode, I and 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 I definitely want to hear from you guys your thoughts, feed and feedback on this episode and and, and on this idea. But overall, the, the general premise that I'm proposing here is that most people operate unconsciously as if ha happiness is the default, and because because we unconsciously assume that in the absence of any disruptions to our happiness, that we should just be happy. Well, we just, because we assume that, we don't actually put any intentional effort towards achieving, building, earning, or maintaining our happiness on a daily basis. When in reality, in reality, because we don't put any intentional effort into achieving, maintaining, building, or earning our happiness on a daily basis, we default to being unhappy, unsatisfied, you know, unfulfilled, and, um, and, 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 and that's why when you look around at society, happy people are the exception. They're not the rule. That's why when you look around at society, okay, most people on a scale of one to ten, one being extremely depressed, ten being, you know, the, the happiness that I've described previously in this episode, okay, most people are probably around a five. Most people are probably somewhere they hover somewhere around a five and it's because they it never occurred to them that happiness is earned happiness is earned and not only in, and you don't just earn it one time happiness is one of those things where where you have to earn it re-earn it every single day you have to ground yourself every single day you have to remind yourself of how great life is every single day because there are so many things there are so many external stimuli 
that are trying to convince you that your life isn't good enough, that you're not good enough, smart enough, good looking enough, fit enough, um, wealthy enough. Like there are so many reminders that you're not doing as good as you could be. And so you have to be rooted in gratitude and in perspective and in contentedness and whatever, whatever else. You have to do the work initially to achieve happiness and then you have to do the work every single day over and over and over and over and over again in order to maintain that level of happiness. And the moment that you stop, right? I hope, I hope that some of you have the patience and the determination to work at some of these things until you find that blissful happiness that I found, that I discovered. And it's so crazy. I'm, I'm telling you, most of you don't even realize, you don't even, you don't even know that what I'm talking about exists. You don't even know it because you've never experienced, you've never felt it before. I'm I wrote a post one time about the happiest day of my life, happiest moment of my life. Okay, and the happiest moment of my life was when I was in prison. I was walking through the prison compound. It was a beautiful day outside. I mean, the sun was shining, the blue sky, birds are chirping. I think it was a fall uh, afternoon, so it was a little bit crisp. And I, I just, for whatever reason, um, like I looked up at the sun, and I was just overwhelmed. I mean, like in a moment, like overwhelmed with gratitude. You know, like, man, and, and it was just looking at how beautiful the world was. I was in the middle of a fucking prison compound. Like, I swear, like, I came back, I thought I was losing my mind. But that's how, that's how habitual, um, and that's how prominent my, my, my practice of gratitude had become. That I would, like, literally walk around all day, every day, and I would look at, you know, a flower on the walkway and be like, man, that's so beautiful. Man, thank you, God, for blessing us with such beauty in the world. You know, and I'd have a good interaction with somebody and I'd be like, man, bless, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for bringing these people into my life, for teaching me the lessons that you've taught me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All day, every day was a ceaseless practice of gratitude. And when you do that, it's impossible. It's impossible for you not to be happier than you've ever been because you, because all you see is what you have and you don't you don't even notice what you're missing right so anyway i just i thought there was a lot in this conversation um that i wanted to work through i thought i feel like i felt like there was a lot of opportunities for some some reflection and rumination on on your guys behalf to really just sit and consider man does mark is mark on to something here you know maybe my whole life I've just been operating as if I just should be happy instead of approaching becoming happy as a task that is my own responsibility and that's and that there's a formula for achieving, you know? And so um, anyway, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for, for giving it a listen. Um, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share it with somebody. Um, let me know too. Like seriously, if you, if you guys got thoughts on this topic, I'd love to hear them. But Anyway, I'm going to start my day. I love you. I appreciate you. I hope you enjoyed your coffee this morning, and uh, I will talk to you again soon.